I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. Dennis Wiseman, you have a terrific 20-plus year history as a care counselor and support group facilitator for caregivers with loved ones living with Alzheimer's disease. Is this what led you to write the new book, Forget Remember? Actually, it did, Gary. I spent a lot of time in working with a lot of people. My mother's the one that uh, kind of led me down this path. She had dementia, and so just because of her benevolent nature that uh, taught me through the years, I turned around and thought this would be the, the proper thing to do is to help share with others uh, the stories that, that I've ex- been exposed to over the years as well as my personal stories. done a lot of research and actually uh, worked closely with the Alzheimer's Association here locally and on their Speakers Bureau. Felt like I developed a a great deal of knowledge along the way and uh, just felt it was very important for me to share that information with other people. Dennis, what do you want caregivers to learn from reading Forget Remember? That's a great question. The book covers a vast amount of information. Oftentimes when somebody would come to one of my support groups, they would always come with a series of questions that they needed to get answers for right away. Sometimes there were just very simple things, and sometimes there were very involved answers. And so what I did with the book was I tried to capture all of those various topics that people would have that they needed some quick information. They needed to get this this information so that they can at least get through another day. And so the book was put together in a format that it starts off for the first section. It goes through the basic understanding of caregivers and talks about caregiving and how to be compassionate and uh, empathetic and patient while uh, helping your loved ones uh, minimize their confusion and maybe avoid surprises and monitor their comfort and then talks about how to empower the caregiver a little further through understanding the the guilt and shame. Those are probably the two heaviest things that that lay upon the caregiver and their and at least on the front end and oftentimes guilt will carry through all throughout. But then the second section goes into what I developed was called the 13 steps. And this 13 steps is a step-by-step guidebook on exactly what has to happen. Starts with basic getting a diagnosis and then ends with hospice and covers a vast variety of topics in between. All of these things are, are the topics that everybody's going to have to go through, whether they're doing it themselves or they have somebody helping them with this. These various topics have to get covered. And so what this 13 steps is doing is just giving a greater explanation of those specific steps. And then the book wraps up with tips and tricks. And this goes into certain, some of the more common type questions that people will ask. It has to do with um for example, my loved one won't take their medicine or I'm having difficulty bathing my loved one or they won't eat. Um, what do I do about clinical trials or there's UTIs and incontinence? And so goes through a lot of different topics there as well to try to help, uh, again, just give them as much information as, as they can capture within, uh, a, I think, a very awesome book. I've been getting really, really great response and great feedback from the book. 
I love the title, Forget Remember. So why should we forget remember? I picked that title because it seems too often that we keep reminding the individual that they have a memory problem. Uh, memory issues are something that people really never want to admit to. They're jokingly will say, oh, I can't remember anything. or you know. So, so as a result, um, once it really sets in that they know that they have a memory problem, it's oftentimes something that they don't want to accept. They don't want to hear from somebody, keep reminding them that they have a memory problem. So, for example, when somebody would say, well, why can't you remember me? Or, or don't you remember when? Or... Why can't you remember or remember to take your medicine? So it's just remember, 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 and you're just continually reminding the individual that he's having memory challenges. What I've said is just forget that word. Forget using remember. I think you're exactly right. It gets us mad because we think we're dealing with the same person. It looked like the same person, but the same cognition and the same skills as before this terrible disease hit. Exactly. And the book talks about that, that we have to recognize that that person's changing. And there's something that's that's inside of their head that's now preventing them from remembering that they asked that question. They're not going to continue to keep asking the same thing on purpose. So until they get satisfied with that answer or, or recognize that, okay, I know that answer now or accept that particular answer, that this trigger now triggers inside their head to recognize, okay, I have that answer. They're going to keep asking that question. How do you how do you trigger yourself not to respond negatively when this happens? What what techniques do you have? That's this whole concept about patience. I try to teach through the book to talk about being compassionate, um, being empathetic, but patience is the number one thing. And you'll find that Getting angry um, doesn't help the situation at all. And I have a, a, a lot of area in there I'm talking about um, anger specific. And anger will sometimes be brought on by just frustration that why do I have to keep telling you this over and over or their refusal to do things. Um, and then anger is going to come from you're seeking out to try to get help from somebody and they're not willing to help or they're blaming this person's symptoms on you. This frustration is coming from so many different angles that it just it's just one of these things that you just have to step back aside and realize, you know, I'm not dealing with this person that I fell in love with or my mother who who's cared for me for all these years. This is somebody different, and I have to recognize it as such. And if I want to be able to provide a quality of life for that individual, then I have to maintain this compassion, empathetic, patient nature in order to properly deal with them. Again, anger is just just doesn't have a place in proper caregiving. It sounds like a lot of this information that you're getting to help then share with the world through the book, you got from listening to family caregivers um, telling how they've dealt with their issues in these support groups. Is, is that correct? That's exactly right. I've had some psychology classes, but I will never say that I've I've mastered that that uh, act of uh, or that talent of being a psychologist by any means. 
Um, I picked up most of this the hard way, and that hard way was listening to some of these difficult stories that these people have experienced through their lifetime, through their through their experience and exposures with their loved ones. And so as as what I've done with these, now I'm trying to share that, and that's somewhat what makes this book a little unique to others that I've read, is that this is not based on my life story. This is not based on just a uh, doctor's approach to dealing with this. Um, this is actually based on life stories that have been shared and incidents that have been shared by um, saying dozens and dozens of people that I have met over the past 20-plus years. Um, I've attended probably 700-plus meetings that uh, dealing specifically with caregivers. And um, of that, there's hundreds of people, thousand people that I have met along the way. And so I've brought those stories um, in as a way of helping people recognize that they're not alone. These are things, these are true life stories that that people have experienced themselves, that they have difficulty in dealing with, that they shared with our group, um, that we've tried to help them in some fashion in in working with those. And so I've found that people relate better to peer-type relations than just listening to a, a lecture of here's a way to do something based on one person's perspective. We host our Fearless Caregiver conferences around the country, and at the end I always say, you know, to the 300 people in the room, did you have a good time? And everybody says, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great, and really enjoyed the because it's all about interacting, and it's all about answering and, and asking questions. It's not about just sitting back and watching someone PowerPoint for half an hour. And I'll say, well, if you haven't thought of joining an appropriate well-led support group in the past, you've just been in one. This is a very large support group, but if you want to keep this kind of energy and this kind of support um, going, find one and go to one every week or every every month. Because I think that's what, when you're in a room of family caregivers, you're in a room of experts. They are the CEO mm-hmm. of caring for their loved one. <laughs> exactly. But, but the great thing is, there's overlap. They found a piece of the puzzle that helped them care for their loved one that you thought was impossible. And you found a piece exactly. of the puzzle they thought was impossible. So the fact that you've um, been able to digest this and put it out in, in, this, this, in book form is exactly what successful or what fearless caregiving is all about. I, I really appreciate you doing this. Well, it's my pleasure. I originally thought that this was going to be something that I would just share with my group. After a lot of thought, consideration, prayer, I realized that this is something that it needs to go out to as many people as I can possibly reach. And so a reason why I reached out to you, because I thought the, your forum is a uh, is a terrific mechanism in reaching people. More and more people just need uh, a, a way of getting answers. Or your, your uh, website is filled with a lot of great books, and, and uh, I'm honored to be a part of that, certainly. What is the one most important piece of advice you'd like to share with family caregivers? I think the most important advice is to never give up. We have to 
kind of live their life or we have to kind of cross that line and we have to get inside their head and recognize what it is that they're doing and it's being so rational it's so difficult for us to go into an irrational format so just that ability to just not ever give up just always always keep the fight um we have to keep up their quality of life just as they would do the same for us how do people find the book well right now we can get it in two ways one is either through my website which is www.forgetremember.com or through Amazon. That can be found under either Forget Remember or Dennis Wiseman. 